Rebellions are built on hope. Welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderon, and again, we're joined by our friend, Jedi Geek Girl. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. It's been a while since I podcast, and thank you so much for having me on. No, always. Again, we've you were here, I don't know, three or four months ago, we talked about Jedi, I mean, Dooku Jedi Lost, great book out there by Kevin Scott, and then we've been chatting a little bit on Twitter, trying to find a, a good topic for you to come back and then you suggested this one that we're going to be talking about which is legends and canons book which is something i really haven't delved too much into i've read a few i will talk about those but yes this is be, it's a very good topic also for myself not just for other fans out there because i'll get to learn about a lot of this stuff that i'm not familiar with that i kind of been pushing a little bit off because now we have this canon continuity and i'm really into that with all the new books are coming out so it'll be good to hear from someone else what's out there in the in the star wars publishing world so yeah but thank you for being here uh you say you haven't podcasted in a while but it's no problem you know you were here last time we we'll just have a nice time have some fun sounds great yeah so as always if you guys are watching this live now or whenever make sure to Subscribe to the channel. Channel It always helps us grow, uh, like this video. And if you're watching this later, just leave us a comment down below. What, what are some of those Legends books or Expanded Universe books that you guys kind of are into, would recommend for others out there, like myself that haven't delved too much into them, or for people that have been reading them for years and maybe they've kind of missed a few here and there. But before we start, we always like to check on the news in the Star Wars world and see what's out there. So let's take a brief minute to talk Star Wars news. Star Wars news. So yeah, so like I say almost every week, Star Wars, like official, I should say, official Star Wars news out there. So kind of not too many Star Lucasfilm and Disney always holds their cards close to the chest when it comes to new announcements. So they haven't really put out a bunch of news apart from Book of Boba Fett, which we know is coming later this month, which I know you're, you're not too much, too big of a fan of, of what's going on down out there. But I think one of the news I want to just mention for a few minutes was in a recent interview, I think it was with Empire Magazine, Kathleen Kennedy was there talking about Book of Boba Fett, uh, the Kenobi series, having Hayden and, and Ewan back. And she mentioned that they're still thinking about the sequel trilogy characters and they haven't forgotten about them, trying to make more stories with them. Uh, do you take anything from, from those comments? Are you excited about this or just let's move on to do something else? I would hope that they are thinking about it just because I know that a lot of people are dissatisfied wherever people are with the how the sequel trilogy went with mm -hmm. some of the characters. And it's good to see that they are thinking about these characters and hopefully we'll revisit these characters because I know there are some characters that I would like to see what happen next. Mm -hmm. And also it is the primary focus of the last era to focus on these characters and it seems like they haven't touched these characters in a couple years so like if you got into star wars with the sequel trilogy and you fell in love with these characters and now all of a sudden there's nothing for you you yeah. feel like you it, you've kind of been forgotten about so hopefully they will revisit these characters for those people and hopefully try to I hate using the word fix because it all depends on your opinion of it, but you know, sure. try to tighten things a little bit when it comes to the sequel trilogy and characters. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I I know I say few, like you said, there's some people really enjoy the sequel trilogy, some not so much or like some movies more than others. I enjoyed it for the most part, and I also understand some of that criticism out there. But I do hope that they kind of bring some of these characters back and continue their stories. I do think there's more stories to tell with some of these characters, but it's just how how they do them. Uh, they can go the easy way. Let me backtrack. I hope it's not like, yeah, well, two years after Rise of Skywalker, this happened. Give me a little 
little bit time to breathe and have newer stories, not the same kind of, well, the empire or whatever version of the empire is back and now we have to rebuild the rebellion to build, to fight them again. I hope it's something different that is more character focused and not just big in-universe disasters, but we'll see. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of people that love those characters out there, especially like you mentioned, people that were introduced to Star Wars through the sequel trilogy, which I found there's a lot of them out there and a lot of them have been guests on this show that that's how they really got into Star Wars and then went back and checked everything else out. So it does make sense to do then keep those stories alive with those characters. So hopefully it does happen. So we'll see. It's still, I think Star Wars has a lot going on right now. So even if they are thinking about this, I don't think we'll see anything for the next four or five years, I think. No uh, matter what they... Yeah, go ahead. No matter... No matter what they decide to do, my only thing is that they take their time. Sure. Yeah, that's one of the big complaints is that things have been rushed. They haven't been planned all the way through. And I do hope that they're taking their time, have this story planned out full. I don't know, there'll be changes along the, along the way, but have that biggest framework kind of just planned out before they just, ah, oh, they like Ray or they like Finn or whoever. They like Ben Solo. Let's just bring him back. Okay, but think how this story is going to play out before you make all these big decisions. And I always say, I, I think they know this now. So, again, I'm not in those meetings, but hopefully they, they've learned a few lessons and we can see how things kind of move forward. All right, so before we go into our main topic, let's say hi to our friend. She's here, Mo. How are you doing, Mo? What's up, fan? Thanks for joining us, as always, at Jeans, my stardust. Big fan of Broke One out there. So thank you, as always, Mo, for joining us. All right, so we're here to talk about, I mean, I, man, I forgot. I was out last week. We took a little break for Thanksgiving. So it takes me a little while to get back into things. I forgot to say, if you guys are ready, I know I'm ready, let's talk Star Wars. And our main topic today is Legends and Expanded Universe book recommendations with our friend Jedi Geek Girl. This is something that you recommended to, to me, to myself. And I said, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's talk about this because I am not too familiar with a lot of legend stories out there or haven't read a lot of them. So it'll be a good topic, not just for our guests, but also for myself to, to learn a little bit more. But before we jump into that, like I mentioned before, when you were here, we spent a lot of time talking about Dooku Jedi Lost by Kevin Scott. So I wanted to ask, are you currently reading any Star Wars book? Uh, what, what, can you give us a short summary of what you think about it? Sure. Currently, I am working my way through the final book in a sister sentence, which mm -hmm. is taking forever since I have <laughs> I now switched it. Since I now have switched to audiobooks instead of reading the physical books due mm -hmm. to time restrictions and stuff like that. And that's almost like a 22-hour book. So I'm about five or six hours away from finishing it. I am really enjoying it. I enjoy the a universe that is different than what we're familiar with, with the Skywalker saga, mm -hmm. with the Schist and their political setup and Thrawn, which is a character we know, but it still is a unique setting and it's refreshing to me. So Yeah, uh, same boat. I'm also slowly making my way through Thrawn, Ascendancy, Lesser Evil. I did the same thing. I got the audio version. I think that book version was like 600 pages. And when I saw that, I'm like, ah, oh, that's too much. So I'll do the audio version because thankfully I had a, a token, one of those free tokens from Audible. So I was able to get that one. And it's like 22, 23 hours, which is still a lot, even for an audiobook. And I'm, I'm a little bit behind you. I'm about seven and a half hours I have left. And we'll, no spoilers. We'll do later probably a, a review of it. To be and fair. I'll be, uh, Sorry? Oh, I was going to say, to be fair, when we talked about where you were at and I found out that I was like an hour behind you, I was like, I got to get ahead of him. <laughs> no, how dare you? Let me, I'm going to pause this and go play it in the background. <laughs> um, so I'll be honest, I'm struggling a little bit. And I've said it before when I've talked about Thrawn books. And he's a great character. I know why people love him. I and we're going to be talking about canon books. I mean, expanded universe books today. I never read the Throne trilogy, right? That's what everyone out there after Star Wars kind of ended. That was everyone 
kind of just talking about the Thrawn trilogy. And I remember when they announced that we're going to be making the sequel trilogy. Back then, they just said, we're going to be making more movies. So a lot of people thought they were just going to grab the Thrawn trilogy and do that instead. But I got introduced to Thrawn through Rebels. And I did enjoy them there. And then I got the first Thrawn trilogy that came out, the canon one. I really liked the first book. The second one for me was, eh, okay, he met with Anakin and now with Vader, which I thought in that book. I know Thrawn has to survive because he's in Rebels. Vader was this close to killing him, in my opinion. With all the things he was saying, Vader could just snap his neck, but he had to survive. But anyway, we're now on our sixth Thrawn book, canon Thrawn book plus Rebels. I've gotten too much Thrawn. And at least for myself, especially these three books, I don't know. I'm. It's it's hard to get into the story. To me, they seem very similar. That Throne is the only one that's able to know what this villain out there is doing. I don't know why people keep putting their necks out there for Throne every time he breaks the law or does something. People keep covering for him. I don't get it. And I'm struggling a little bit through this book. I'll finish it, of course, because I've gone for about 13 hours now, so I'm just gonna finish. But I don't know. I don't know how I'll feel at the end with this whole Throne saga out there. I'll see, we'll see how I feel at the end. But are you enjoying it? I mean, you did say you're enjoying it for the most part, right? I am. The The secret with the Chiss Ascendancy trilogy is not Throne. It is the characters around Throne, the yes. world, the Chiss mm -hmm. Ascendancy. That is where the strength of the book is. Like, I love Chie, if I'm pronouncing her name right. <laughs> Uh, the Skywalker character, oh, okay. I love yeah. her too. Like for me, it's all about the political intrigue. It's about the Chish culture, the Chish history. It's not so much Thrawn. Thrawn is just there as an established character. You know, he's just there to be this hook into a universe that we know nothing about with a character mm -hmm. that we know something about. So to me, if somebody struggles with the Chish ascendancy, I'm like, the strength of the Chish ascendancy isn't Thrawn. It's, it's the world around him. It's, a, it's the characters around him. Yeah. And that's why I enjoyed the previous book, Chaos Rising, more than, sorry, uh, Greater Good, more than Chaos Rising, because Throne was in the background. It was more, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing them right, but Aralani and Ziara, I think she changed her name. All those characters I really enjoyed more than Throne. And then now this book, of course, is kind of the combination. See, she's a little bit more front and center. Some of those characters that I really like from the previous book are more in the background. And also since the story is so long, you don't hear about these characters for hours. And when they come back and like, okay, I forgot what you were doing in this story. It takes me a little bit to get back into it. But anyway, we'll talk more about Throne at some point in the future. So if we're gonna be talking legends and expanded universe, um, did you read the, these books? I'm guessing yes, but you read really read these books before the change from expanded universe to canon. And what kind of was your thought when they said, "Okay, all those are now going to be legends. We're starting a new canon." So my story with legends is a little bit different than other people. It's a little bit more unique. Obviously, when I was growing up, I did read, read some books here and there. I believe Shadow of the Empires was my first legend mm -hmm. book that I read. I loved the Jedi Apprentice book series, the Glove of Dark Vader, which isn't, which gets a lot of, not good in some people's opinion, but I grew up with, you know, and I read a couple legend books here and there, but I really didn't dive into the Legends universe because it was too much for me. Sure. I was really overwhelmed by it because at that time, we're talking about the early arts is when I really got into it. There was, what, what maybe 200 books at that time, maybe 150, not to mention the prequel trilogy. You had the Clone Wars novels. You had the New Jedi Order. You had other books. It was just... If you look at the history of Star Wars books during the prequel trilogy era, there that was the highest amount of the book. There was probably like what one book coming out like one or two months. <laughs> you know, yeah. people who were probably there could probably tell. So it was just too hard and too overwhelming. So I never really dive into it. So for me, it my story is a little bit the opposite with the legend announcement, you know, declaring the EU as legend, mm -hmm. where it was like, okay, this is this is a new horizon. This is a new beginning. So you know what? 
since that is don't don't quote unquote matter anymore, I'm just going to read all the canon books <laughs> because there's not much of them and it's not yeah. that hard to get caught up. So I read all of them and then I got up to date and in the fall of 2017 is when i'm like you know what it's time so i dove <laughs> into the legends universe so i've been reading the legends books for the past four years and oh, i'm wow. already to about a hundred legends books oh nice i mean it's again great to hear that story because in my mind it's everyone that's read the expanded universe started reading them in late 90s or something like that so it's great again to hear that perspective Mine was similar that I said, there's just too many books out there. And at the time I didn't enjoy reading just for fun. So I ne never thought about even starting to read some canon books. And I, like I said, I've read a few and I'll show them in a few minutes. But when they said, okay, now all that, it's now legends. Now we're going to this new canon. I did the same thing. I, okay, now I can start from ground zero, start fresh. And then I can be caught up and I can pick and choose which ones I want to read. I haven't read all the canon books out there, but plenty. And of course, with the High Republic, I'm trying to keep up with those. But for the Expanded Universe, Last Legends, the first one I read, which you mentioned, was the Clone Wars novelization. I have it right here for by Karen Travis. And I really enjoyed this book a lot. Um, I read this before the movie came out. This is how I fell in love with Captain Rex and with Asash Ventures, which I think she was very scary in this book. Again, I haven't read this since 2008. I don't know, whenever it came out, that's the only time I've read it, but I really enjoyed it. And then when I saw the movie, I was a little bit let down, but I love this canon book, the Clone Wars novelization. And then before Death Troopers were cool in Rogue One, they had the Death Trooper novel, which I'll be honest, I just bought because of the cover and the name. It looked interesting. It's about zombies and things of that. So I got to double, uh, double read it. Uh, go back and read it again because I don't remember the story too much. But I did. I do remember enjoying bits and pieces of it. And then, of course, the Revenge of the Sith novelization is the other one. And another, like you said, Clone Wars. I mean, prequel trilogy, The Rise and Fall of Darth Vader. has a pretty good cover. And also, yes, Hayden. Come on, who doesn't want that? So I think those are the... Can, the expanded universe books that I've read. So you're here. We're going to hear your top 10, some of those recommendations. I'll ask you a few questions about those books and we'll see what happens. So what's your, what's your number 10 legend slash expanded universe book? Before we get to my top 10, I would like to put a disclaimer as sure. well as a couple of honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, number one, Number one, the disclaimer is, is uh, I haven't obviously read all the Legends books. Um, <laughs> the time period is up until New Jedi Order and a couple of the prequel trilogy books. I have read a couple of the Old Republic books, so it's going to be a little over the place. So if I don't <laughs> mention a book, it's probably not because probably because I haven't read it or I have read it and didn't really care for it. Uh, the second thing is, is um, this is a personal recommendation list. It's not <laughs> about the best. Legend book is not about the must read. This is just my personal recommendation list. Uh, yeah, the next that's, thing I just wanted to first commend you for reading over a hundred books in this time period, apart from the canon books. That that's a lot. So great job. And yes, especially with books, it's very personal the connection we have with them. So yes, it says your top ten people can just have different opinions. And that's, I mean, that's why books are so great. All these stories are so different. We all connect to them differently. So yeah. Uh, the next thing is, is the, the recommendation list is only for adult novels, mm -hmm. excluding short story collections. So no tales of, just okay. because those can be like, they may have a, one or two great stories in it or like 50 great stories and then a couple misses. So it's sure. not like a consistent thing. Mm -hmm. um, I am cheating. I am counting trilogies as one. Okay. And the last thing is, there's no adaptation, like no uh, okay. Revenge of the Sith or mm -hmm. the original Re Return of the Jedi novelization. It's all death list. So. Okay. And I, I agree. Trilogy should, should count as one because it's that the whole story is what matters. If one book out of the three was great, then it kind of taints it. So, yeah, I, I don't think you're cheating. I think you're doing the right thing. All right, so without further ado, I would like to move into my honorable mentions. Okay. So I'm going to shoot right off the back here, and I'm going to recommend <laughs> the Young Jedi. 
the Young Jedi Knight series, which is YA. Um, it is a 14-book series, and it covers Jaden and Jay Solo uh, okay. at their time at the Jedi Academy on the Luke. Uh, it's what you would expect from a YA. It's like written by it, but it is good stories with good characters. I love the character. I can't pronounce her name right now, but she is a uh, spoiler alert. She becomes a one-armed Jedi, and I believe she is the one who Jason falls in love with okay. in the New Jedi Order uh, trilogy and so on and so on. So I highly recommend this book because it's like, okay, you know that Luke Skywalker established Academy. What does that look like if you're a student? Mm-hmm. What does that look like when you are the chi- children of Han Solo and Leia? So yeah, I definitely recommend that. That's a lot of pressure for kids out there. So yes. And I think I've heard about that one. That's one of the those ones I, keep, I brought up when people talk about Legends book. So yeah, that's a good one to start with as an honorable mention. The second honorable mention is the Revan novel. Revan, of course, is from Knights of the Old Republic. And anybody that has played that game already knows what a character Revan is. And the mm-hmm. Revan novel is what I would consider part three of the Knights of the Old Republic trilogy. You had Knights mm-hmm. of the Old Republic 1. You had Knights of the Old Republic 2. The Revan novel obviously continues the story of Revan, but it also continues the story from Knights of the Old Republic 2. Okay. Yes, and the book is divided into half. The first story is Revan's story, and then it picks up like five years later. Well, I forget, five, 10, 15 years later, and it follows the character of Knights of the Republic 2. In addition to a dark side character, and a, I should say a Sith character, and that whole world and the way that the book ends is very unique. It is very divisive. And okay. I have it as an honorable mention because I don't think you should read it without playing at least the first Knights of the Old Republic video game. Okay, that was going to be my, my first question is, do you need to read the uh, have played the, the games before? Because I, I'm a bad Star Wars fan. So I know who Revan is, but I haven't played the games. I might have played a little bit of the first Knights of the Old Republic. I don't think so. One of my brothers it was the one that played it, and he kind of swears by that by that game. But I never played it, so I feel bad because Revan is one of these characters that everyone knows. Even if you haven't delved into the legends or the video games, people know who Revan is. Uh, but I, I'm a little bit sad I never played those games. And so you're pretty sure. I mean, like you said, you recommend that people play a little bit those games before they jump into that book. The first one, I highly well, you can read the book without playing the video game, but you're going to miss a lot yeah. of the Easter eggs and not know who yeah. a lot of some of the characters are. But uh, with the remake, and I said, will probably remake coming now is your chance. Yeah, I know. I, I don't have those new next gen video game consoles, I'm still behind. I, is it coming also for PC, right? I believe so, yes. Okay, so who knows? Maybe I Maybe I'll get it. We'll see. All right, without further ado, I'm ready to move into my number 10. All right, let's do it. So top 10. My t- my 10th recommendation is Darth Maul Shadowhunter, which is basically, obviously, a prequel trilogy air story that takes place before The Phantom Menace, and it is a thrill chest, a thrilling chase. It reminds me a lot of Seven. If that makes any oh, sense. Oh, nice. Okay. You you have this mystery and this like this Jedi and they're on a trail and they're trying to discover something and you have Darth Maul working in the shadows and it's like a cat and mouse type thing. It's a very intense action type book. Okay, and he's at this point. I'm guessing he's Sidious's apprentice. And do you know how many years before? Phantom Menace? I think it is a it, I think it's within the first year before the Phantom Menace. Okay. Uh yeah, I'm not gonna spoil the ending to this, but no, you, no, no. you're like you're you're like rooting for the characters <laughs> and you're trying to under, under discover stuff and you're like, hey, is this character going to discover 
you know, the Sith or or the Sith going to get away with it, you know. And is Maul going to catch this guy? Is he not going to catch this guy? It's a very thrilling book. It's a quick read. It's like, I think, 250, 300 pages. I highly recommend it. I do apologize if I'm skimming over some of these books. Some of these books I read like four, three, two years ago, and I've read a lot yeah. of books. So, No, no, I, I don't expect you to know every single detail of them. But it sounds very interesting. Like you said, this thriller book, I love the movie Seven. And it's something that we're not used to in Star Wars. Again, I don't know if we have some more stories in the expanded universe that kind of follow that thriller kind of concept. So it's great to see that there's those books out there. And with Darth Maul as one of the characters, will be that's a good one. I might check that out. You say that's Darth Maul Shadowhunter? Yes. And it, right. it's a great standalone book. Like, you don't really need to know anything. If you're a Doc Maul, Doc Man, Doc Maul fan, you'll love it. Yeah, I, it's quick easy enjoyable cool I, I do like that one i might have to check that one out uh before we move on to number nine let me say hi to our friend emperor holocron who is saying nice of the old republic knights of the old republic 2 and star wars the old republic i saw all the best bit of star wars content he fixed it down there. it's star wars yeah there we go. so yeah and i know i know i'm behind on my nice of the old republic but all right so so number nine Courtship of Princess Leia. This hmm. book is fun. It was the first <laughs> introduction. I believe it was the first introduction of the Daphne witches. Okay. And their magic. Obviously, the witches of Daphne are a little bit different in Legends than they are in Canon. Mm -hmm. But I love them in Canon and Legend. It's very fun. It's a little cheesy. This is the early attempt of the Star Wars novels to try to target the female demographic because it's focused on the relationship with Han and Leia. And okay. Han trying to get Leia to you, not really fall for him, but there's, there's a little cheesy romance thing which quite, quite, didn't quite work. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but it's still cheesy. Like This guy comes into Leia's life. It's in the first chapter. So, and he caught he catches her eyes and he's a good looking guy. He comes from wealthy things and Han mm -hmm. gets jealous. So he kidnaps <laughs> Leia. Oh, and wow. long story short, they they get stuck on Daphne with Luke as well. And they're trying to get off of Daphne and you have the witch sisters. I mean, Rancor, writing Rancor, <laughs> how do you not like that? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to get stranded on a Star Wars planet, Dathomir is not kind of the one you want to be there. But so... So this is before they were known as Night Sisters, I guess. Um, this is interesting, right? Because all we, every time we've seen, I think, apart from, I guess, Jedi Fallen Order, but Night Sister and then that uh, magicians and witches out there of Dathomir, they're all kind of from this prequel trilogy, kind of Clone Wars era. And then we saw them in Jedi Fallen Order with Merrin, I think her name is. So it's great to see, it will be interesting to see them in this kind of original trilogy era, especially with Han and, and Leia, kind of see how they deal with those, with the more mystical aspect of Star Wars, which I think is great. I, I love when Star Wars gets weird like that. So reading a book kind of, yeah, it might be a little bit cheesy with Han and Leia trying to build a romance, but at the same time have all these witches and magicians out there. Sounds, sounds very cool, like you said, and uh, a good fun. Anytime you can dive into the Force that isn't with the Jedi or the Sith, I absolutely love that concept. Yeah. I love the idea because it just shows the depth. Back to the Shishishan and C books. That's what I love about it. It's, a mm -hmm. different, it, it's obviously the Force, but it's the Sith. Yeah. It's the great beyond. It's different. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that I do enjoy about those thrombos, especially that first one when they talked about the third side for the first time and only the female cheese are the ones that have these kind of ability, and once they start getting to those teenage years, they start losing it. So I do enjoy see, reading about those, like you said, those different aspects of the Force. It's not just the light and dark side as we know it, know it with the Jedi and Sith. So it's great to see a little bit more. And yeah, the Night Sisters and everything on that, Omir kind of touches upon that. And it's great to see that other perspective. Moving on to number eight. Number eight for me would be books one through four, of the X-Wing series. Why book one through four? They are all good, but one through four tells a cohesive story about Wedge and Rogue Squadron mm -hmm. capturing 
and keeping croissant, which is a okay. very important plot line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other books focus on Raph Squadron, which is like a vague tag team put together, and other storylines or whatever. But book one through four is cohesive. It's one story. It's really good. It's really solid. It's uh, about it, it's about these teams of pilots. You know, if you like stories. The Rose Quadrant movie is probably going to touch upon a mm-hmm. lot of these things, these characters, and yeah, I highly recommend it. It's, it's also the genesis of, oh God, what's his name? Not a fan of him, but he, <laughs> he, he's like the star of IJ. Um, I don't ah, know. he's a popular character, and he's, but it, it's the genesis of him. He, he's like okay. Rogue. He's like uh, Rogue Nine, I believe. Red Nine. Okay. Rogue Nine. Rogue Nine. One of those. Yeah, it's. I do like some of those stories. Kind of now jump into the canon. The Alphabet Squadron novel trilogy was pretty good. I think the last book is might be my least favorite of all three, except for the last kind of 30 pages. But it's getting to see that different side of Star Wars. It a lot of times it focuses on the Jedi, the big empire, things like that, but not about the actual fighting, the actual war of it with the TIE fighters, X-Wings, B-Wings, whatever. So seeing that kind of more grounded battles are always interesting. And I, like you said, the Rogue Squadron uh, movie that got pushed back or canceled, delayed, whatever. A lot of people thought it was going to be something to do with those books. I think there's also a Rogue Squadron uh, game, which I don't know if kind of touches with the, those four books that you mentioned. But I do, look, do like sometimes kind of stepping away from the mysticism of Star Wars and seeing more of the human element. Although I do prefer the, the Jedi, the Force, and all that is my favorite, which is one of the reasons I love the High Republic so much. But sometimes, and other people out there prefer that kind of more the war and the politics aspect of it. So it's good to see that there's different books out there for different types of, of readers and fans. So the name of the character that I can think of is Quan Huan, which is one of the popular characters. I'm not so much a fan of his, but like I said, the book is about them capturing Coruscant and keeping it. And the other side of the equation, too, about the Empire, who is it's like trying to manipulate. It's like, OK, this is happening. How I don't want to tr- make a twist. I mean, obviously, if you look at the covers or whatever, it's kind of a little spoiler, but yeah. the, it's not. They do capture Coruscant because obviously they do, but it's not quite what it seems mm-hmm. and what the Empire does. And it really gives life to Coruscant. We see Coruscant in a Tron trilogy, but I think the X-Ring series really fleshes out Coruscant in a way because you have these pilots on Coruscant because they're trying to capture it and they're trying to keep it. And the Empire left a little surprise for them. No spoilers. <laughs> of course. So, but I'd highly recommend these four books. If you like pilots, you like actions, you like the character um, dynamics between them. If you want to see the origin of Quan Huan, I believe this is his first mm-hmm. appearance. So, uh, yeah. Book and one, this one. is after Return of the Jedi or in between the original trilogy movies? After Return of the Jedi, okay. before Thrawn trilogy. Okay, okay. Moving on to right. my second recommendation, that would be Kenobi. Okay, that's again, I haven't read it, but I've heard about it. Yes, so Kenobi takes place between Re- Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and it takes place about halfway ish between them. And it talks about Kenobi. Well, it's really interesting because Kenobi isn't really the main character, he's more like this figure in a distance, mm-hmm. and you're actually following these characters in a settlement near his camp. And you do shift to Kenobi and him talking to Qui-Gon and trying to figure out what he's doing, you know, how to become Ben and leave Obi-Wan in the past and how to help these people without... It's very difficult for Kenobi and hopefully the TV... I don't know if the show will touch upon this, but he's a Jedi. He's supposed to learn to, he's supposed to step in. He's supposed mm-hmm. to help people. And how is he supposed to not do that being undercover without revealing his presence? You know, he, he, he for all of his life during the Clone Wars, he stepped up, you know, he's been an acting, he saved people, but he can't do that. He's not supposed to be a Jedi. He, he can't, you know, rip off his lightsaber. And yeah, that's... Wrestling, yeah. Sorry, finish your thought. 
And him wrestling with that is, is a cornerstone of it. And obviously you have other characters around him. And there's, there's like a war-ish war on Tatooine and the other characters and how he works with that and how other people view him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's one of those things that a lot of people have wondered. How can you be on Tatooine for almost 20 years, knowing that Tatooine is not the safest place out there and not get involved, right? And not whip out your lightsaber, like you mentioned. So that's a great book to check out if you're a fan of Kenobi and of the era. And especially with the series coming out next year, is this something that they will touch on, which I hope that they do. Also, there's, I don't want to say rumors, we don't know, but some people saying that maybe... Kenobi leaves Tatooine for a while and then com- comes back. Other people want him to stay on Tatooine for the whole show. But it'll be very interesting when things are happening around him, how does he react to them? And like you said, talking to Qui-Gon, how to leave Kenobi behind and become Ben Kenobi instead sounds very interesting. Another one next to that throne, uh, that, sorry, that Darth Maul book you mentioned at the beginning, two that are kind of interesting me a little bit to jump into them. My next book, also takes place on Tatooine <laughs> and is a bit of a hidden gem in my mm-hmm. opinion and that is Tatooine Ghost. Haven't heard about that one. So Tatooine Ghost was a book that was released during that prequel trilogy, awkward prequel trilogy time between episode and two and three. It takes mm-hmm. place I think three years or four years either way just before the Thrawn trilogy because there's a Thrawn cameo in it. Oh, but nice. It takes place on Tatooine, like I said. It basically revolves around Leia discovering mm-hmm. who her mother is. Oh, wow. Yes. So what happens is, is she's, she's on Tatooine, and she comes across Smee's diary and learns about who An- Anakin was, mm. as well as Panamé was. And it is that piece that a lot of people wanted to see that obviously you couldn't do with the original trilogy coming first. Yeah. But it is so emotional. It is well written. It is something that as a fan you want to see like how did Leia discover who you know who who her parents are? Mm -hmm. And what is that like? Because we don't get to see that. It's definitely a hidden gem. And like I said, it does feature a Thrawn cameo. You you see a guy with red eyes. (laughs) Oh, I wonder who that could be. But yeah, I definitely recommend it. Okay, what was the name of that one again? Tatooine Ghost. Tatooine Ghost. Uh, Yeah, again, getting to learn more, especially at that time when we didn't have all this background information. uh, For Leia, finding out who her mother was, her background and all that is very interesting. And Tatooine, I know a lot of people complain online that, oh, we're going back to Tatooine on another TV show. But it's so such an integral planet to the whole Star Wars story, especially the Skywalker saga. So it doesn't surprise me that some of the books take place also in this planet because it's one of those places that we have to visit, go back and revisit at some point. So yeah, again, on some even the canon Leia books is, are great every time she's in them. So I'm sure the expanded universe are the same way. So that's a good one to check out. My number five is Shadows of the Empire. All right, here we go. Everybody has heard of Shadows (laughs) of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire is a book. It's basically a movie without the film itself. Okay. Uh, It is a film. It is a film that... It is a book that takes place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. It connects the dots between Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back. It has She, which is a creepy villain towards the end, (laughs) uh, but... You get to see Luke becomes himself. You get to see Leia don the boost disguise. You get to see how the Bothan gets the plan. And you oh. get to see the political dynamic between the Empire, Vader, and Chief. And how Chief and Vader are trying to get the Emperor's favor. So I definitely recommend it. I do think that it might not have aged well. Especially <laughs> with the cringiness of oh. Steve. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and spoil and say that Zeev, the, the the species that Zeev is, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, produces a chemical scent that especially manipulates female beings. Mm. So it's yeah. like a very awkward position towards <laughs> the end there. But if I, I really enjoy it because, like I said, it connects the dot between the two films. It's a, this cult classic that has a video game and a comic yeah. and mm-hmm. even a sequel comic tied into it. Um 
yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, Shadows of the Empire. That's one that, again, like myself, if you haven't read those books, you hear the name, you know, okay, that's a Star Wars books out there that a lot of people love. Like you mentioned, it's also a video game. I do remember seeing that. Uh, but it sounds, again, we all love kind of those connections or those books or TV shows that bridge the gap between the movies. And of course, after Empire Strikes Back, our heroes are down to where we find them then in Return of the Jedi, trying to rescue Han Solo and trying to come up with this plan. So a book in between that those two movies sounds great with a new great villain, like you mentioned. And Luke trying to get back into it, Leia learning more about how to be a leader or just kind of go through everything that has happened. It's one of those that I feel bad again. For. That's one of the books that every Star Wars fans, I guess, that reads books should read, I guess. Uh, so I'll put it, I'll put down Shadows of the Empire on, on my list and I'll, I'll hide a little bit by, again, by saying that I haven't read it, but again, that's one of those that just comes up pretty, pretty quickly when you're talking about Star Wars books. So spoiler alert for the final four, they're all trilogies. They're all Excellent. trilogies. So my number four recommendation is the Jedi Academy trilogy. Mm-hmm which is basically the establishment of the Jedi Academy on Tatooine 4. And obviously, all is not what it seems on Tatooine 4. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's about the, it basically is about the first class of the Jedi Academy and okay. dealing with the conflict. And needless to say, one of his students don't necessarily succeed. He falls. Mm-hmm. And it's about wrestles with that and you know your usual Star Wars stuff. I don't really want to spoil it, but sure, you get to into be introduced to okay. Luke is supposed to Luke was told by Yoda to pass on what he has learned, and in the previous books up into the Jedi Academy, you see him wrestling with how he's going to do this. Where does he start? And Jedi Academy is about, like I said, that first class, about that all coming together. Where is he going to put the school? What does that first class look like? Wrestling with, you know, being te- teaching a class. And, you know, spoiler alert, you know, your first class, not everybody passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Jedi Academy, just the name in itself is something that we all kind of wondered, right? Because, And like you said, it's it's difficult. Oh yeah, Luke is a Jedi. There you go. Go rebuild the Jedi, the Jedi Order. How how do you do this? Especially Luke that kind of grew through the Jedi as very unorthodox, right? He didn't have this Jedi Order on Coruscant and the Temple and all that. He kind of just learned as he was going through. And now he has to find a way to rebuild the Order, find a place to have it, and then be a teacher. Not everyone can be a teacher. So it's great that Yoda said, pass on what you have learned, but I mean, we've all had teachers or professors that are not great. They're not great in communicating what they're trying to say. So I do understand, like you said, not everyone's going to pass, not just maybe it's Luke's fault that he's not the best teacher and every kid kind of learns a different way. So that's a great story. Again, Jedi Academy is one of those uh, known books out there, known trilogy. And it's one that a lot of people are wondering, we talk at talk a little bit at uh, the beginning about continuing these stories with the sequel trilogy characters. And a lot of people say, yeah, Ray, she's just going to go and rebuild the Jedi Order. And that's a lot easier said than done, right? And I'm sure it was the same way for Luke. Um, do you, would you like to see a story like this beat Ray or go back to those books with Luke and see that on the television series, either an animated show or a live action. Do you think that's something that would kind of bring in a lot of fans, seeing how a Jedi Order is built? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I would expect that a lot of people would want to see it, and I also think it would be well done. Um, also, with them filling in the blanks a little bit, if they're going to do that, they probably should do that sooner than rather than later before mm-hmm. things get too filled in, but given the current how they're doing canon and stuff like that. I don't think it will really, really discourage them from doing that. But it, it's also a little bit interesting because I, I would, I like a lot of people, I would love that story with like a young Ben Solo and mm-hmm. him yep. at school. We know how it ends, but we know how Anakin ends with Revenge of the Sith, yet the Clone Wars is beloved by all. So, I mean, yep. they could do it. 
But yeah, I mean, and we had Luke, of course, take Grogu at the end of Mandalorian season two. We don't know what's going to happen with that story. If he's taking him to this new Jedi school, Jedi um, that he's trying to build, is he one of his students? And with our young Ben Solo, of course, because he was with them for a lot of years till everything happens, I think six years before the, fan, the Force Awakens when Ben Solo kind of leaves. And yeah, we saw, we know what happens, but that in between, there's a lot of stories there that a lot of people are calling for it. And I think it's it's prime there. It's, it's what we all want to see it. Um, let me rephrase. A lot of people want to see that story, either Luke's first Jedi school or then Ray rebuilding it. So... I think it's something that a lot of Star Wars fans will kind of gravitate towards it. You, you right, think so I think we jump into top three now, right? Almost, almost a couple of things. Okay. Uh, you think people are crazy over Grogu? Imagine an animated Grogu. Oh, <laughs> oh, that might be too much. I don't think people I, are ready. <laughs> and the, the final couple of things about the Jedi Academy is it has castle in it which I think might be the first uh, really focus on Castle, so you really get to see Castle. Okay. Uh, and the other thing is, is um, it is it put the it drew the roots for what would become the Old Republic era. It had ties mm. like 4,000 years before the films or whatever. I think it was the first time where it really touched the Old Republic, so you really see the old, you see the origins of what would become the Old Republic. So oh, wow. I just wanted to say those two things about the Jedi Academy trilogy. Yeah, that's great to know. Yeah, because the Old Republic is another thing. Everyone out there wants to kind of revisit the Old Republic. So it's good to get some hints in those books. Speaking of Kessel, my number three, not really in this book series, is the AC Solo Trilogy, Han Solo Trilogy. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Yes, which is basically, obviously, a trilogy focused on Han Solo and (laughs) where he comes from, him becoming himself, and unlike the film, shoving everything within two a week or two hours or two hour movie, expand about okay, or how, about his training, like how did he join the Imperial Academy? How did he win the Castle Run? It jumps over him rescuing Chewie, but it touches upon that. Mm-hmm. It just talks about him winning the Falcon and stuff like that. But it's more character focused on the film, and you really get to see Han become himself and just like the solo film he has a love interest that <laughs> it's an important part of his life that really helps shapes him so okay i love the solo movie i know it's kind of in between for a lot of people so lower down i have a lot of fun with that movie still one if i just i uh, just want to watch a star wars movie i don't know which one i'll pop in solo because i really enjoy that movie uh but i it's It'll be interesting to then revisit a book like this, telling that same story or design kind of, this is how Han Solo became Han Solo, but with a lot of different things. I'm guessing that Castle Run is different. This new love is interest is gonna be different from Kira. Uh, how I'm sure they don't say, I'm guessing his name was Han Solo. We don't get how his name is kind of given to him in the movie, which is, I know a lot of people kind of just, oh no, not that way. But I haven't heard about that Han Solo trilogy, so I might have to check that one out. So I have I didn't know it was out there. And sounds yeah. to be a good one. There are two of them. Uh, this is the AC one. This is the one in the 90s. Um, okay. it, it, you see him as a young man escape Corellia. Uh, uh, and you see him like, I don't want to really get into it, but he's yeah. not really, a, you know, he, you really see the Han Solo that we see in the films and the story. If you love the solo film, I think you'll love the trilogy even more because you get more time with this thing and mm-hmm. the character character can actually breathe and you can see him grow. So. All right, cool. Now, that's another, I think I, I got like three or four that I think I might add to my list. My second recommendation and honestly, this shouldn't surprise anybody. <laughs> it's the Darth Bane trilogy. Mm-hmm. I mean, this book series, especially Path of Destruction, is so fantastic. It's original. It's so well written. I love the characters. I love Bane. I love uh, what's her name, the the, the apprentice, uh, Doc Nana. You know, mm-hmm. I I love her. It's so well written. You can just read the first the first book, Path of Destruction, be fine. But I do recommend you read the whole trilogy. Uh, 
believe it was originally going to be one book and they made it a trilogy, <laughs> kind of like so. The, yeah. It seems like those are the best kind of trilogies, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this shouldn't surprise anybody, but obviously it takes place uh, a thousand years be- uh, before A New Hope, and it is the origins of the rule to how Darth Bane, among his Sith peers, gets refined where he comes from and where his ideology comes to the conclusion that he has to create and fulfill the rule too. And it also has some ties to the Knights of the Old Republic video game, so there's Mm -hmm. some Easter eggs there. Uh, So I definitely recommend this one. Yeah, and I think Path of Destruction was recently re-released trade paperback or whatever they call it. It was out there with a new cover. Looks very interesting. Again, Bane made his canon debut in one of the Clone Wars episodes with Yoda. Uh, and it's one of those names. Yeah, we all know he created that rule of two. Uh, and I, I've been this close to getting it. So that's probably one of the first ones that I might get, even if it's just the first book. Probably not. If I get the first book, I'll probably just keep going and get the whole trilogy. But I've always been interested in Bane's story. And it's one that I think will eventually make it to canon. I don't know if it will be the same story that's out there already. But that's one of the those great characters that has to make his ju- official jump. Because we just saw for, for about two minutes in that episode in the Clone Wars. So I hope they do bring K- uh, Bane back to canon in a big way. But if not, Path of Destruction and the whole trilogy should be a great jumping point for everyone out there, including myself. So, yeah. I, ah, man, Ben, I don't know why I haven't read those books yet, but I'll get to it. All right. So before you get to your, unless you have something else about the Bane trilogy, before you jump into it, can you do a kind of recap of the first nine books? Sure. So I'm going to include my honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my honorable mentions are the Young Jedi Night Series, 14 books, as well as the Revan novel. My number 10 is Darth Maul Shadowhunter. My number 9 is Courtship of Princess Leia. My number 8 is book 1 through 4 of the X-Wing series. My number 7 is Kenobi. Number 6, Tatooine Ghost. Number 5, Shadows of the Empire. Number 4, the Jedi Academy Trilogy. Number 3, the AC Solo Trilogy. That's late 90s trilogy. <laughs> number 2, Darth Bane Trilogy. All right. And your number one recommendation for the expanded universe. In my opinion, if you're going to read Legends, you should always, 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 always start <laughs> with the original Thrawn trilogy. Okay. Because, yes, there were Star Wars books before the Thrawn trilogy, but the original Thrawn trilogy is really the origin of what would become the expanded universe mm-hmm. after Disney acquired Legends. So this is much, it's like if you're studying in canon, my recommendation is always Lost Stars Legends. It's always the original Thrawn trilogy because this is where everything came from. This is the origin of Mar Jade. This is the origin of so many things that, like I said, where, where legends expanded on to these roots and stuff like this. So, in my opinion, this is where you should start. So, it is my top recommendation for legends. Right. Yeah. Uh, our friend Andrew from Outer Rim Reese would be very pleased and very happy with that recommendation. I believe that's his favorite uh, novels. He's a great Throne fan, and I'm sure he'll be happy about that. And yes, the Throne trilogy is the that comes up. Like I said before, I never read any of them, but I know who Throne was. I kind of knew the story a little bit. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that that tops your list. And I'll eventually get to it. Um, so real quick for the, the original Throne trilogy, when you saw the character then, uh, let me ask you first, had you read the Throne trilogy before seen him in Rebels, or did you watch Rebel first and then read the Throne trilogy? I read the Throne trilogy in 2017. Okay, and then when you saw the character in Rebels, did it felt different, or did it feel like the same character that you have read before? Well, it, it's almost, it, it's kind of difficult because you're looking at a character at two different points in time. 
The, okay. the, the Throntro Dethron is a leader. He is a Grand Admiral. He is threatening he's established where the rebels one is a little bit more different. You see him in the Empire. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not the he's not top of the food chain like he is in the original Thrawn trilogy. You have more time with him, I think, in Rebels than you do in the Thrawn Well, I, I don't know, maybe not, but it, it, they seem to be more fleshing out with him in the anime mm -hmm. series than you do in the... It, I don't want to say it's two different characters. I just say that it's two characters at different points in time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in a prequel trilogy and Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original trilogy. It's sure. Two, same character, just different points in time. So. Yeah, I want to say that I've heard something similar when we saw him in Rebels, people that had read the Throne trilogy kind of said, ah, it feels a little bit different because it is a different character. But then, of course, we got uh, Timothy Sun back to write six more Throne books. Um, and then does it feel like the same character? And I, I know, again, it's different time periods, but does it feel like the same character in that original one to the one we've seen now in the other books? So the original trilogy, Thrawn character is the villain. He's the main mm -hmm. character. Your main characters that you're focusing are the heroes. Han, Leia, Chewie, Luke Skywalker, Mara, um, what was his name? Uh, crap. The, the guy that uh, Mara's with. You know, those, those are the characters that you're, you're following and stuff like that. Thrawn is supposed to teach just the villain. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's not that much room to flesh him out. Where with Canon Thrawn, he is the protagonist yeah, of his helpless. own book series. Mm -hmm. And then you have the animated show, which fleshes him out a little bit, but he's still a villain. But he mm -hmm. also is not the, 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 the Thrawn in Rebels is like nine years before the Thrawn in um, the Thrawn trilogy. So if you try to connect those two, like, I don't know about you, but I'm not the same person I was nine years mm -hmm. ago. So yeah. you, so maybe he might isn't as threatening as he is in the Thrawn trilogy. But you, again, it's just nine years before he hasn't been exiled or, he, you know, he hasn't mm -hmm. been kicked out of the Empire. Mm -hmm. He is still within the Empire. You know, he's not leading the Empire. So... Yeah, it's people grow, people change. And like you said, in Rebels, he's still, he's under talking. So a lot of people giving him orders. And then by his trilogy, he's, like you said, the main villain out there. So yeah, it is two different characters. It's difficult to compare them to, between those two time periods. But so are you, and again, I know we haven't touched too much about it, but I know you're not too big of a fan of this mandoverse or whatever but are you are, are you looking forward to possibly seeing thrown in live action in the ahsoka series if that comes to happen uh i have issues <laughs> sure yeah I I, I I i wonder why they reset it canon if they're just going to tell the same stories mm -hmm. and no matter what they do it, it's not going to be the same because you can't have like the main original trilogy characters uh, there's no room for Mar. Uh, if you brought in Mar, she wouldn't be the same character. Yeah, not that not not that she's defined by Luke Skywalker, but like you you lose a lot of her stories, and she wouldn't mm -hmm. be the same character. So I have my issues. I really indifferent. I kind of don't want to see it because it's kind of like why did you reset canon if you're just going to tell the exact same stories? Yeah, it's I'm on the side that i'm lucky in a sense since i haven't read a lot of those stories i get to say okay i get to see them now but i do understand and i cannot sometimes feel the same way why cut it and now bring it and change it so much either say oh you know what everything's back on the everything's back on the plate and we'll see what happens so I do understand kind of, okay, why did you say this doesn't count and now you're bringing it back, maybe changing it too much. But again, great list. Like I said, on all mentioned and the top 10, there's probably about five or six different books and trilogies that you said that are really interesting that kind of pique my interest. So I'm probably going to get a few of those at some point when we finish with the High Republic or when there's a downtime. So I, hopefully for our listeners and our viewers out there, they pick something out from this conversation, listening to you talking about these books and maybe they're being kind of on the fence because I was, and I'm still am a little bit of dedicating time to those when all the, I don't want to say what matters, but if we're following Canon, 
jumping back, but you started reading those books after the Canon announcement was made and have enjoyed, obviously, a lot of them. So for me that haven't read a lot of them, I think it's something that we as Star Wars fans, if you like reading books, it doesn't matter if it's canon or not. If it's a great story, read it. And then either you can say, oh, this is the one I like, or I prefer the canon or the legends. It doesn't matter. If the books are out there, they're still out there. Go read them. Go enjoy some great Star Wars stories. So I do want to thank you again for telling us all those great, great books are out there. Uh, our friend Mo is saying, wondering what you think of Mo Lockdown, if you've read it. Have you read that one? I have not yet. Okay. Um, I have not. Um, but before you wrap up here, I have yeah. two other things I would like to say. What? Um, the, the other thing I was going to say about the Thrawn trilogy, Talon Cod is the character I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. He's a character I would like to see in the Mandelverse. Okay. Uh, I think he would be, I think he fits. I think he's a very charismatic character. And I think when he comes, if he comes to live action or to Canada, I think he will be very beloved. Okay, um, I'll check that out. I don't know the name, so I'll have to check check him out. Talon Cod. Uh, the, the final thing is, is we should touch uh, we should touch upon the elephant in the room, and <laughs> that is Darth Plagueis, which Plagueis, I have read yeah. is not on my list. Um, and I would like to say why it is not sure. on my list. Yeah. Uh, I felt it was very witty. It was kind of difficult to follow at times. I also feel like for a lot of people, it helped support the idea of the prequel trilogy. It filled in a lot of holes for them. Mm -hmm. I felt like it removed a lot of the agency of the characters from the prequel trilogy. That's just my opinion. Um, having read the Darth Bane trilogy, that helped my thing with Darth Plagueis again. Um, mm -hmm. Darth, so Darth Plagueis isn't on my personal list, but it's on a lot of people's Hello. list. So yeah. I just wanted to touch upon that because I'm sure some listeners are probably like, <laughs> Where's Doc Plagueis? He's in the in the little uh, thumbnail for the video. It's right there in the middle. And yeah, like yeah. you said, it's Plagueis. It's one that I've heard by a lot of people it's in in their top three easily. And it's one that I thought about. So it was. In, I wanted to know because when we were planning the show, you did say, "Hey, I'm not gonna. It's not on my list, Plagueis." So it's good to hear your thoughts on it. And again, it doesn't matter if it's not on your list. That's fine. It might be on mine, might be on someone else's. It's some people enjoy them, some people don't. Like you saying, you're enjoying the current throne trilogy and having someone buy issues with it, but it doesn't matter. We're here to talk about it, say what we like, but we don't enjoy too much about them. But the original throne trilogy is one out there that everyone knows about. I'll pro I'll try to give it a listen or read it. And I think the Plagueis one was James Lucino, the, art, the author for it, if I'm not mistaken. And if I'm right, then he wrote Catalyst, which is one of my favorite canon books. So that's why I've been, oh, maybe I should give the Darth Plagueis uh, novel uh, uh, a look. So we'll see, maybe. But you gave us a lot to, to kind of think about. Uh, so before we wrapped up, um, High Republic. I know you're a fan of the High Republic. You've been reading it. Um, where, where do you think that, are you excited for the new books that this wave three that's coming at the beginning of January? Oh yeah. The high Republic is my <laughs> life when it comes to Star Wars. Like, like I yeah. said, I'm not too thrilled with the man over the mm -hmm. trilogy left me a little bit dissatisfied. It's like when it comes to Canon and that's another reason with, with the legend thing, just like if you're dissatisfied with Canon or you're feeling a little out of it or you want something different, Legends has so much, yeah, it's mm -hmm. a different timeline, yeah, it doesn't really apply, quote-unquote, to canon right now. It's still a breath of fresh air, it's still different. Yeah. Uh, but the High Republic is that for me, like, I love the High Republic. Um, obviously, it, there's going to be a lot of heartache. I mean, Kevin Scott already scarred my heart with the last book. Yeah. I'm kind of concerned with Claudia's, what Claudia's grade is going to do with the Fallen Star. We see the pre-release material and stuff like that. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I'm right there with you. The High Republic right now is my favorite Star Wars thing that's going on. I do enjoy the live action shows. I'm very interested and looking forward for Kenobi and all those. But this past year is the High Republic. That's been my lifeline also. I love everything that Claudia Gray has done. So I am very excited for it. And as you said, very terrified also because we just saw, I think yesterday or two days ago, they released uh, an alternative cover 
and it's 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 gonna be a heartache like you said we gotta prepare ourselves but i love the harry Potter so much and can't wait to keep going with that story so yay <laughs> all right so yeah i think it's that time let's start wrapping up so thanks again to our friends um mo in the chat and emperor holocron for being with us let us know a little bit of what they thought about some of the books that they've read already uh thank you jedi Giggle, again for joining us talking books and i can't wait to talk to you again uh so anything out there i know you said you've been kind of out of podcasting for a, a while but where can people find you and anything else you've been working on sure you can follow me on twitter at jedi geek girl you can find my podcast i rebel everywhere by searching i rebel a star wars podcast we haven't had any new episodes in a while but our library is still up there including about 20 books the 20 episodes about star wars in general the and other like the films and stuff like that you can find the podcast everywhere at i rebel destiny uh please feel free to contact me you know reach out to this podcast with with your recommendations mm-hmm. and i think i'll send you my list if you want to post it somewhere or something like yeah. that in the comments or something like that but yeah at jedi geek girl and everywhere at Arivel destiny excellent so yeah i recommend everyone to go check that out uh yeah send me your list i'll post it in the comments i'll post it also on twitter after a while i won't spoil it for a few days so i'll post it out there and uh, thank you again for being here it's always a pleasure uh, for myself, you guys know, new shows every Saturday at 5 p.m. We have two more shows this year. Next week, uh, Devor from A Larger View of the Force will be joining us to, to look to the future. I know the Jedi say, keep your thoughts where they belong. Be mindful of the future, but not at the expense of the moment, like Qui-Gon would say. But we're looking into 2022 and what's going to be a big year for Star Wars television and also for the High Republic and a lot of other stuff. So we'll do that next week. And then the following following week will be our last episode of 2021 when we'll do our big kind of recap of the year. And then we'll take a break because then the next two Saturdays are Christmas and New Year's. And we want to spend that with our families and take a little bit of a break. And then we'll be back on 2022. And then audio episodes are released on Mondays. You can also check those out on your drive to work or school or wherever if you just don't want to leave your room and you want to just listen to a podcast they'll be out on mondays uh so thank you again jedi geek girl thank you to everyone in the chat stay safe be safe and may the force be with you Rebellion.